Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, though in, in several recent episodes we've been over in what was referred to as Jesus' Olivet Discourse, uh, where Jesus is answering some questions, and particularly Matthew 24, 25, where we're sort of hanging out right now. And in Matthew 25, <clears throat> Jesus is giving them examples about uh, what he had just taught them in Matthew 24, <clears throat> some parable type of examples. Well, at the end of the chapter, though, he says this, verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, so Jesus is now addressing the part of the question that the disciples had asked, you know, what's going to happen when you come again? When will these things occur? What will be the sign of your come, coming again and of the end of the age? <clears throat> so he's talking about when, you, when he comes in his glory. And he says this, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. <clears throat> and what we have here, we looked at this last episode. Um, is we have an account of a judgment. Now, a lot of times in your Bibles, uh, study Bibles, or just from regular Bibles, you will find uh, at the top of certain segments of the Scripture little titles that will let you know what this is about. Well, <clears throat> that's useful, but quite often they sort of guide you in directions. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at one right now, and at the beginning of verse 31, it says, The Final Judgment. <clears throat> well, maybe yes, maybe no. We know there's the great white throne judgment where all those who are unbelievers uh, are cast in the lake of fire. They found to be guilty. Okay, And then we know there's the Bema seat judgment, the mercy seat judgment, where those who are believers are judged also, not as unto whether they have attained salvation, but it's a judgment of um, rewards that will be received. And that everyone who's before the Bema Seat is actually saved. So is that Bema Seat and that great white throne judgment, is that what's in view here? And if the sheep that we saw are the Bema Seat judgment, uh, and that the goats are the ones who have not believed? Well, some people believe that, okay? Uh, the thing that keeps me from believing this, what you see in verse 32, all nations will be gathered before him. You see here that the nations are gathered before him. Now, the word nation, more often than not in Scripture, just about most of the time, as a matter of fact, though I, I don't want to say all the time because I'm not totally certain, but when you see nations in Scripture, it's usually in contrast to uh, Israel. You have Israel, then you have nations. You have Israel and those that will be grafted in by faith, those the church, the body of Christ, and the nations. Here is saying the nations will be gathered. Now, could it mean the nations as a whole is humankind and all that? Well, perhaps. But I think there's something different going on here. And uh, I think this is a time after the church has been raptured and taken away. And the body of Christ is with the Lord. And that now he's sitting on his glorious throne and he's gathering the nations together. Okay, In verse 32, he says, All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, 
and you invited me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. So this begs another question right here. Who are the ones that Jesus is speaking of as being the brothers of mine? Is it literally his uh, Jewish tradition, his Jewish people that he's chosen? Is it the Jewish people and the church? I'm inclined because of the context of everything that's being shared here, uh, the last days type context, to believe that these folks right here helped people that were going through uh, the horrible time of the Great Tribulation. Because the Great Tribulation is the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, pouring forth his wrath <clears throat> upon uh, Israel and upon the church. And if these folks right here were helping them during that time. Okay. Now, the good, cool thing about all the eschatology stuff in the end time thing is that this is not anything that you separate fellowship over. Right. It's something that you explore. It's something you look at. And we keep discerning, keep saying, Lord, what is your truth? Because the Lord has given us so much information related to this. Okay, So much information. And also the fact that these folks seem to be uh, sincerely surprised. Like, what? Why, why are we? Why are we being called out for this? When did we do these things? And notice what the Lord said. You're blessed to the Father. You inherit the kingdom that's been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And they seem to be genuinely surprised by this. Well, but the Lord continues on with it. Verse 41, listen to the rest of the story. Then he, this is the Son of Man, Son of God, he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves also answered, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he answered them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. The last verse. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Some really interesting things here to be considered and to be gleaned from this. The bottom line, so don't lose sight of all this, is what Jesus has been saying, uh, particularly in chapter 25, but even the last part of chapter uh, 24, in relationship to the questions that the disciples are asking. What had he been saying? He'd been saying, be on the alert. Be ready. Be prepared. You notice that they were to go about doing the things that the Lord had called them to do, all these good things, okay, feeding people, et cetera, et cetera. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, quite often, that is the only way that people teach and preach this uh, passage. is that, oh, this is what we're supposed to do as believers. And they don't do it from the context of what Jesus was saying here. Yes, we are to do these things. Okay, there's no doubt. And But we're not to do these things as some people 
preach and as some people teach and the way they come across, that this is the way that you attain salvation. This is the way that you earn salvation. No, no, no. Someone who's truly saved, this is what they're going to do. There's a group right here, though, that does this. And we've had little models of this uh, through the years. There were uh, people that helped the Jewish people in the Second World War. They were people who were unbelievers who helped the Jewish people because they knew what was being done to them, to the Jews, was wrong and was evil. These folks weren't saved themselves, but they still helped. And so we've had models of this type of thing before. Anyway, um, this is stuff that's well worth our time in examining and studying. I wanted to share it with you within the context of Daniel 9, because Jesus himself, in answering the questions, mentions the abomination of desolation. Right? Next episode, we'll pick up Daniel. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, for your patience, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.